You're now tuned into the most unpredictable podcast on the World Wide Web. Yo, about to shut it. Shut it. It is another episode of Said Loud Podcast, and today in our hot seat. We have Mr. Victor Jones. Mr. Jones, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Um, I'm well. I'm well. Mr. Jones is a fellow podcaster. So tell everybody who you are and a little bit about yourself. What's going on, everybody? My name is Victor Jones. I'm the host of the Look Talk podcast. Podcast that tells you the more you drink, the better we sound. Podcast <laughs> dealing with black culture, dating, relationships, and also another podcast platform where fellow podcasters and fellow people come and tell their stories you know, based out of Florida. So that's how we do this. Love it. I love it. I love it. So I actually was on Liquor Talk podcast, I think last year sometime, and we had a good time and I wanted to bring you back and just kind of share with the people some of the work that you're doing and some of the nonsense and stuff that you talk about on the show because I think it's I think it's stuff people need to hear. They need to tap into that and tune in. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we talk about every. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. We talk about what's trending on social media, and we see we break everything down. From you gonna hear some perspectives you're liking, some perspectives you're not gonna like. What's the what's what are what's trending on social media now? What are we talking about? Well, I know lately people have just been talking about these crazy dating scenarios, the $200 dates, and uh, oh, whether or not they agree with Kevin Samuels and that stuff. And then I also see um, people talk about Squid Games, too. That's oh, yeah, on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I did watch it because of all the hype around it. So what do you think of Kevin Samuels? You know what? I think it's somebody who just keeps it real. You know what I'm saying? It's like is people are people are not gonna agree with everything he say but mm. i feel like people are gonna agree with the majority he said because and i also feel like people will take the part of what he said that they don't agree with and go in on it they don't play the whole story because that's how i found out about him i just like okay who is this guy let me check him out i just sat yeah. there and listened to the whole conversation and that's what people do a lot they take the part that um they don't agree with then they go in on that part Right, or they take the clip that they hear, right? Just a little snippet, mm-hmm. but not the context of the conversation. I actually think, I have mixed feelings about Kevin Samuels. I think, um, sometimes I think he's a shock jock. So, you know, Howard Stern, Rodney Williams, I think he's he likes to push the envelope. You know what I mean? And sometimes there's people that do that because he's he's gotten this whole following from pushing those boundaries. So I think that sometimes, and then other times I think that some of the shit he be saying is actually true, right? Some of it is like, damn, sis, that hurt. But it, 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 it he do be right. He do, he do. Um, and then other times I'm like, mm, I don't know how his high value system really works because I think it depends on what people value. And if his value is only based on for women looks and men for money, then... Um, then that system wouldn't work for me personally. You know what I mean? So, yeah. cause he's always talking about like high value woman and she's gotta be a 10. And I'm like, the sister getting on the bus every day that gonna hold you down. You know what I mean? And pack your lunch in the morning. She might not be a 10. 
but the integrity is there, you know? And the same thing for the high value men. There's a lot of high value men he talks about and they make, well, they got to make a certain amount of money. And I was saying, there's a lot of men that are like blue collar workers that get up every day and, and drop the mail off and, and empty the garbage and, you know, are doing those jobs and, and driving the train and driving the bus and they're good dudes. And so I kind of feel like, you know, I don't know how I feel about his value system. And then um, he's not the most attractive man I ever seen. So sometimes when he talks, I'm just like, but my dude, don't nobody want that from you though. Like you are not, I don't know. He's just, he doesn't do it for me. So sometimes the things that he says, I'm just like, yeah, but not from you. You're not the guy. You're not the one. You're not, yeah, you're not the one. You're not Drake. You're not like, you know what I mean? You're not that guy. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I, to- I totally get where you come from with that. And the, when he be talking about the weight and stuff, I'm like, dude, have you not seen my 600-pound life? Because yeah. almost everybody on there got a boyfriend or something yeah. like that. They all in yeah. a relationship. So you can yeah. toss the weight thing out the window. And yeah. also the, about money, you can toss that out the window too because it's a whole lot of people getting pregnant by broken people. So come on now. Yeah, like he was on, he had a, he, I heard a snippet the other day and he was like, if you want to have a healthy relationship with a woman you got to make x amount of dollars and pay for everything so that you have control and i was like that's not like you toxic son like <laughs> you you sound like you got some issues you know where you feel like you have to control you know a woman being with you she want to be with you and you're that guy you ain't got to do all that agreed it's like you shouldn't be a dictatorship you should be your partner you know say so y'all should be yeah. working together you know what i'm saying yeah, he, he gave me a little toxic vibes a little bit. <laughs> he do, he, he do. Um, but, you know, what what else is trending? What else did we talk about? Squid Games? What did you think about Squid Games? Man, I thought I thought it was a symbol of everyday life. It was, somebody told me you kind of live in Squid Games in real life but don't know it because it it's definitely true out here. It's like people, if you can't afford things, people do be out here dying. But I, I was watching it and I'm just like, there are a lot of lessons because you will think somebody's down with you, but then they'll turn around and stab you in the back, you know, and at the first moment, you know what I'm saying, just to get the money or get the prize or whatever, so. Yeah, and I feel like at the end of the day, it's every man for themselves. Always. It always is. It's like, you might love your family members, but it's like, if they don't have the right intentions, then guess what? And they, they gonna have to die. It's like, you feel bad seeing it because... It also shows where it's just a whole bunch of broke people and the rich people just watching. I'm like, right. it sounds just like America where you got a whole bunch of rich people with the power and the money to do something about it, but they just trying to find ways to make more money. Mm-hmm. And and exploit the poor people because that's what they did. They took all the people in financial situations like, now you got to do this, right? We own you now. And now you're a slave to the money, which is how we're living. So yeah, I kind of liked it. Uh, I, I was kind of gory certain parts of it. I was like, wow, this is really crazy. Um, the guy that wrote this must be drugs because like, <laughs> I would have never thought of these games. But um, I think I was like an underdog story. So the fact that the guy like wrote this nine, 10 years ago and couldn't get anyone to produce it and then it becomes the number one show um, on Netflix like ever, um, I just think it's dope. Like I love when people get a shot like that and it just, you know, blow into something else. I just don't know if they're going to be able to bring it back in a season two. 
He said he working on it though. I guess maybe I don't know. I think maybe uh, he showed a hint about season two where where the man who won turns around and tries to do something about it. So maybe they they follow him around to see if he can crack the code and figure out how to bring us into the games. I don't know. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Um, so let's talk about this dating because I know there's a lot of things on social media. We always talk about our relationships on Save Live Podcast. I don't know why it got there, but I saw a post the other day. And it was like, um, if a guy asked me out on a date, he has to buy me an outfit. What are your thoughts on that? She broke. <laughs> That's I'm what sorry. I said. If, if, if you gotta ask for an outfit, you broke. I'm, I'm sorry. If like, if you got, if you asking, you don't even know me, and you're asking me to buy you an outfit, you, you're reaching right there. Um. So yeah, I think I like the underdog idea of um, Squid Games and the fact that, you know, somebody who didn't anticipate doing so well actually gets to do well. I like those kinds of things. I definitely do. And also, it just as a nod for us podcasters to keep going because you never know who's going to play your podcast and all of a sudden wants to blow you up, you know what I'm saying? So I'll use that as a little bit of motivation when I'm looking at the streaming numbers and I'm just like, okay, to hell with this because you know you have damn good content and you're not getting the love, but it's like... You might as well just go ahead and keep going because if you give up, you're going to have to start all over and you know you're trying to start all over. Yeah, let's tap into that. Let's tap into that. How is how is the podcast game? How how long have you been podcasting now? Uh, it's going on four years now. Like I said, I'm in season four of Look and Talk. So like I said, I got three years down. I'm in the midst of year four of it. So. Yeah, that's exciting. Congratulations. Do you ever feel like the market is oversaturated? Like there's just tons of podcasts or do you like, nope, I just do my thing and keep going? You feel like there are a lot of podcasts out there, but then after a while you see who's going to rise to the top because there's some podcasts out there. They haven't even recorded an episode this year. So you just never know because you might tap into one, might tap on their page and you see their last episode was from 2020. So you just never, never know. So you got to definitely keep going, even though it may feel like it's saturated and everybody got a podcast. But the question is who can be consistent and keep going? Yeah. That, I struggle with that sometimes. Some days I'm just like, there's a million and one podcast. What are you doing? And then other days I'm like, nah, the people want to hear it. They, you know, they show me mad love. Do it for those people, you know? But I ain't going to lie. There are days where I'm just like, this is a lot of work. And I think sometimes people don't realize how much work goes into it. Yes, you know? it, is, it is a lot of work. And I, I feel you. I have those days. I'm like, you know what? I really don't feel like doing this. But then somebody will tweet me and be like, hey, I enjoy your podcast. Or somebody from uh, a whole different part of the country want to come on the podcast. And they're like, hey, I tap into you. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy your show. So I'm like, oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the those are the people that I need on the days um, where I feel like I'm not motivated. Those, that's how I get through it. When I get those messages, I actually keep all of them. I keep all those messages. I print them out. I hang them up. I keep them around so that the days that I feel like, nah, I don't know if I should keep going. But that's my reason. Like those people, those, and I don't know them. Sometimes I never met these people ever in my life. Most of the time I never met them in my life. But to know that somebody's like, all right, I'm waiting, you know, or I, I want what's next then I'm like, all right, all right, you know, let's get back to where I can refocus. But some days I'm like, no, nah, this is 
this is hard and I don't know are we are we moving to, as fast as you want to move you know that's real I feel you I totally feel you because we all we all go through those same things like you know what it's struggling and then it's, it's you, you find yourself pushing it because then somebody you been wanting to podcast will hit you up like hey let's go have work together something like that so yeah what was your inspiration to start a podcast uh, my inspiration to start a podcast was something that outlet for me to use my voice and for me to express my thoughts without, um, without you know what I'm saying, always having to post on Snapchat because originally Snapchat was getting on my thoughts, but then I looked into podcasts and I was like, wow, I can really do some things here. And then I just got started and I started meeting people and I started making connections. I'm like, and now just that's what kept me going. And plus, all of when you go to a networking event, and you're getting a lot of positive feedback for having a podcast. That's what really will keep you going, you know what I'm saying? Because of all like the positive feedback you get and everybody encouraging you to keep going, keep it going. So even people that done left the podcast who still see that um you done kept it going, they even motivated. It motivated them. I said, Yeah, it should show you that I motivated that, you know what I'm saying? With or without you, we're gonna be great. So I guess that's what motivated me to kind of start a podcast and kind of keep it going. Yeah, that's exciting though. I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. It does it does work when people say to you, you know, where I'm gonna keep going and I'm glad that you keep going and so on. So so I love that. So like what's the craziest topic you ever had on the show? Ooh, that's a good one. The craziest topic I think I think the craziest topic we ever had on the show was going through a whole phase. And is it necessary for somebody to go through a whole phase? And that was actually the season three premiere where we had a sex podcast and another fellow podcast on. It was a bunch of ladies and two guys. We kind of went in on it. Talk about do people need to have a whole phase before they get into a relationship? And the consensus was you kind of need to, but then again, we've heard from some people their whole phase never really ends. They just get into a relationship just to be happy, I guess. Right. That's a good question. I never really thought about it. Do you think people need a whole phase? You know what? I feel like some people do, some people don't. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on the person. If you feel like you need to be out there and experience everything, then go ahead. But if you feel like you're okay with getting attention from only one person, that's it for the rest of your life, then you know what I'm saying? It just depends right. on the person. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. I think it does depend on the person. I don't think everyone needs to have a whole phase but i also think do you think there's a time limit for your whole phase like can you be in your whole phase at like 55. <laughs> i just want to know i mean if you want great health and you want to be a sugar mama or a sugar daddy then go ahead okay i didn't know because i'm like well i feel like because in my mind i'm like whole phase is more like before you settle down so if you're trying to settle down, have your whole phase before, but like what happens if you're just like, I don't know, like 45, 50 years old and you're just a 55 and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna just do it now because I didn't get to do it before. Does whole phase run out? <laughs> I mean, you could do that, but then you gotta look at your options like who wants you and who's gonna, who's gonna fulfill your needs. Other you old know? people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that's what you like, then go for it. I mean, but sometimes the older people might want somebody young. You know what I'm saying? They might want somebody young. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. I don't know. I never thought about it. I do think that people are having whole phases whenever they want now. 
I think it it just depends on life. Like, you know, like people getting divorced, and they're like, fuck it, I'm gonna have a whole phase for two years before I settle down, you know, and then they're 60, but I guess they playing pinochle and hanging out, you know, after church for pie. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's synonymous with an age group. I think it's more like where you are in life and what you want out of it. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Craziest guest you've ever had on the show. Oh, the craziest guest I had on the show. I had somebody who did only who has their own OnlyFans page. Um, they came on, they talked about giving amazing head and called themselves an oralist. That's episode 160. Um, they came on with their mask on as if they're in character, looking like they're about to get ready to do their little porno thing. So we wow. had a very interesting conversation about giving head and how she considers self art and art of just giving her dude head. I'm like, wow. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Um, I think more, well, because, you know, Seth, I was always talking about sex and sexuality and relationships. So we have had a lot of classes around that and people on the show that are, like, teaching that. So it is a thing where women can now, like, sign up and take classes and kind of learn how to, um, you know, give head. And, and it's a whole big community of, of that now, so. Wow. I, see, I never knew that until that episode yeah. I recorded with that lady. And like I said, I had to I had to post that one on the download because sometimes you got the nosy family members that will listen to your podcast. They're like, <laughs> what? Yeah. She was talking about what? I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts on OnlyFans? You know what? To each his own. But I'm hearing that I heard that OnlyFans is like they do be taxing and stuff. So, and I hear there's some other black-owned sites or some of the OnlyFans that take out less, that take out like maybe ten or twenty percent. But I feel like OnlyFans to women is now like girl, a girl's version of getting dudes of of our mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Because you know how those rappers in the street be like, hey, play my mixtape, play my mixtape and stuff. But I feel like OnlyFans would be like a hit or miss because sometimes you might pay for one person's OnlyFans and they ain't really doing nothing. Right, right, yeah. I actually think that it kind of blew up since COVID because people being locked down, it it was able to grow, I think double than if people weren't locked down like that because it became a, we're all locked in the house, right? So it's a means of income, it's a means for entertainment, it's a means, so I think it kind of grew really big there. Um, I'm all for it because I feel like if people are gonna do that anyway, might as well get paid. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm a I haven't been on, but I think it'd be kind of dope for for people to just make a living and kind of take pictures and make videos. I just think that's kind of cool. Like, oh, what do you do for a living? I just take pictures and make videos, and and people you know, love it. I ain't gonna lie, I thought about doing it just to have sex only topics. You know what I'm saying? To have the explicit topics as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, yeah. the not, not so kid friendly topics, but I don't know. I, I still might. I don't know. 2022 is coming around, so yeah, yeah. And you and like I said, people are teaching classes on there, like teaching classes and having really un, not uncomfortable conversation, but niche market conversation, right? And so I feel like it's a means to an end. I'm not even mad at it. I'm like, the more people get in, the better. Why not? Yeah, I'm like, wow. I'm just like, I guess COVID. COVID brought something else good because they got this and also you got a lot of people online doing things, way finding ways to make money from it. So, but I don't know if we're going to see people making millions of dollars but what I hope is it's just the regular people that the celebrities just, just don't jump on and blow it up. 
Yeah, yeah, they probably will because they that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they, they do whatever's trending. They're like, I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna do that bigger. The same thing with IG though. I feel like prior to COVID, like people weren't going live as much. And then in the height of COVID, it was like DJs every night, DJing online and people having these online shows now that they didn't have prior to COVID, you know? So I definitely think that kind of changed the trajectory of social media. And for us podcasters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's been a boom of podcasters because I know people that got violent. They were like, they told me their stories. They were like, I was looking for a time to get started. And then COVID happens. And then that's when I got started. I'm like, okay, you COVID podcaster. Some people call them COVID podcasters. Yeah, like COVID babies. They're like COVID podcasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like pop-up podcasts. And I, for me, um, I was podcast. I was recording live with people, and so when um, when the pandemic hit, it was like, all right, well, how are you gonna convert this into some type of online interview system? Because we can't be in person anymore, and so it kind of made me have to like, all right, we have to learn resources and figure this out so that we could continue to put out product, you know, uh, content. Um, so it's really interesting because you're like all of a sudden you're like all right well now i can't go meet with my friend and record so now we got to figure out all right but on the other hand it kind of made it really cool because i can interview you in florida and now things that you're like no i can't do it now everybody's right at everybody's fingertips right email away and that's and honestly that's when I really experienced my big boom my big boom in podcast and when I discovered all of this technology because originally it was just me I had a co-host and then up until about episode 90 of Look Talk I had a co-host and then then the big boom happened I just figured out ways to you know what I'm saying do a report online where I can report be here in Florida and report people in different states and that's when the big podcasting boom happened. Yeah, I think that was great because now that gives us the opportunity to speak to people all over the world um, where before we were like, well, you got to come to the studio. You got to come to the house. You got to come to the garage. Now it's just like, yo, log on and let's get it popping. So yeah, I think real. that that grew a lot, a lot of podcasts and, it, you know, a lot of were born, but I think that grew up. The podcasters that were staying steadfast were like, all right, let me adjust. Yes, that's real. That's real. That's so real. It's like, it definitely uh, was adjusting. And and if I would have known about all of this stuff, I probably would have not needed to recruit a co-host. But then again, it's like, maybe you need to make the connections. You need to make the friends and stuff. So just to get your feet wet and get started. So Yeah, I agree. How do you feel? Co-host or no co-host? What do you prefer? Um, Lately, because I find it so easy just to find a guest, it's like... I prefer having doing it with somebody because sometimes I can't just sit and record myself just talking to myself. I can't really do that. I did one episode like that. I was like, I played it back. I was like, okay, maybe next time we need to recruit a guest. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I could just sit and talk to myself, but it's not myself because I feel like I'm talking to my my audience. And for me, that's so much easier than you know chasing down guests. But some guests, I feel like I got to chase them down. I got to follow. Like, they say they come in, they don't come. I got. And so for me, it just got to the point where at times it was just easier for me to just be like, all right, I'm going to just drop this episode. And and that's that, you know? Yeah, no, I feel you. I've had guests flake on me too. And it's like, it's like, 
you just keep that in the back of your mind of who flaked and who did, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And then you sit there and you're like, all right, well, what am I going to do? You know, because I got to put another episode out. And so, um, yeah, you kind of learn to kind of like go with it. I think each podcaster, though, has a, a just like DJs have a way that they DJ and actors have a way that they act. I think podcasters have a, a sense of what feels most comfortable to them. And you yes, can that feel does. that. When you listen to the show and you know that when you listen to the show and i think that's what makes everybody individual in doing this you know like yes there's a lot of people that have podcasts with the chemistry for every single person and the stories told by every single person are going to feel different when you listen to them or watch them and i think that's the dope part of having so many people that can share so much Yes, that's so real, you know what I'm saying? Because so many different perspectives, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, even when I step and listen to different po- podcasts, I'm like, wow, this is a really good perspective. Yeah. So what's next for Liquor Talk Podcast? Um, we just going to um, keep cranking out the episodes. We're going to keep pushing, you know what I'm saying? Right now I'm closing on 200 episodes. So we wow. still going to be pushing. Um, got some great guests coming up this week. And then the next week we're going to hit people. Then I'm going to do a little Halloween surprise and hit people with three episodes next week. You know what I'm saying? So Because everybody double booked. So I was like, you know what? We might as well get them all in. So we just going to yeah. keep pushing, keep making guest appearances. And that's what's going to be popping with Look at Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, everybody can find me at Look and Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me in person, get on y'all side of Look and Talk is Real V Jones on Instagram and Twitter. And also, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, it's the Look and Talk on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts at. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you, and I will be listening. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. You, 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 you know already who's in this bitch, in this bitch. Live. 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 Live.